0: Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, where every week we strive to lead younger generations on a path to virtue through the insight of Stoic teachings and personal stories from our lives as Gen Z Stoics.
1: In this week's episode, we're going to be covering a topic that is relatively relevant to our generation, um, and that is going to be how Stoics view and would discuss
0: degeneracy. So I will let you take it from here. Yeah. So first of all, we have to uh, define degeneracy. And degeneracy is basically what we've experienced in college. That's kind of our rationale for doing this episode is that we've witnessed a lot of moral, uh, a lot of behavior that lacks morals, a lot of behavior that lacks purpose. And that's what we're defining degeneracy as. Degeneracy, I feel like has a subjective kind of definition, but to the Stoics, right? we emphasize our four virtues and living a life of purpose. And so degeneracy would be behavior that basically opposes that. And so that's a life that doesn't live virtuously, lives with no morals, and um, doesn't really have an end purpose. And you had more to add around that in terms of like trying and respect for oneself. So that's kind of my personal definition, and then I'll let you explain yours. Right. So I think that,
1: yes, what you said is true and I'll add on. What I've noticed that with people that I would say, you know, fall into that category is there is no establishment of self-respect. And what I mean by that is there's no standards for what you should be the standards for physical health, mental health, or just respect for yourself, as in how you present yourself to the world. Clearly, we know that everybody has the free choice to do whatever they like, and to be who they want to be. That That's not the point And that's not the message we're trying to portray. It's more so that, if you don't have respect for yourself and have boundaries drawn and you sort of conform to whatever opinions are you know in the mass around you and you sort of just are a feather blowing in the wind of life that is where it sort of crosses the threshold between you know living your life and then falling back into degeneracy where there is no boundary between yourself and you saying no if you don't ever say no to anything you will always you end up making choices that you don't actually align with It doesn't not everybody has to know their full purpose, exactly who they are all the time at this moment. But the idea is that you at least have a set of moral standards and beliefs that are going to shape the decisions that you do make and saying yes or no to
0: certain things. Mm -hmm. And in our generation, I view it as in previous generations, we've had that kind of social standard, it seems like, where Of course, you're going to have people who do shady things. You're going to have people who do illegal things, right? Like that's always existed in society. Crime, kind of this immoral behavior, something, uh, all of those things have always been present in society. But it seems like in previous generations, we've kind of held each other accountable when it comes to like social standards, how you conduct yourself, a level of self-respect, a level of conservatism, not politically, but just like in the way that you conduct yourself. And those have kind of gone by the wayside within our generation. We're in an area, in an era of like empowerment and choice. And while those things are good, there's an extreme that we've kind of reached that leads into harmful things, right? We talk about all the time how we need balance. And that's certainly true in this arena. We need choice. But we also need a set of standards that we hold ourselves accountable to, because that makes society better. Like if you're correct, if we go around as a society and nobody has self has self respect, then we're not going to have a sense of respect between each other. And we're not going to be able to conduct ourselves properly. If We don't have respect for one another, then how are you going to interact with a person in a healthy manner, right? And that's what it ultimately bleeds into. I think the focus on degeneracy is kind of like a hot button issue, right? And you hear the word degenerate, and you kind of have your own assumptions about what that means. And you've probably seen content that is catered around like, oh, this is degeneracy, these people are degenerates, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like if we're talking about the topic of today's episode, which is how stoics view it, stoics view it as we should acknowledge and we should work to change it, but we shouldn't judge based upon that. And that's what a lot of content now does is judge, right? And it's very easy to I'll throw out like when we talk about degeneracy, right? One of the hot button issues when you talk about degeneracy is like, is doing OnlyFans a degenerate action? Like, is that an action that has no morals whatsoever? And that's not really the question we should be asking. The question we should be asking is, how do we get society to a point where we feel like OnlyFans isn't necessary? Because we're too busy like hating on people that do OnlyFans and do that type of thing. Instead of worrying about like the root issue where, there's something that went wrong along the road that pushed them to do that. And that is continuing to encourage them to do that. One of the things is kind of the erosion of morality in men, the erosion of masculinity. But there's a lot of influences that go along those lines. And we could talk about that in depth. But the point being that we are so quick to judge, we're so quick to make content that's like, is this person a degenerate or not? And we should we shame them for it or not? And what in reality, the the problem is, is that, That just kind of perpetuates the cycle, right? Because people who do those kind of things, I feel like oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, but sometimes it's for attention. Sometimes it's to go viral. Sometimes it's to get those clicks. And you feed into that cycle of negativity and just, you know, popularity, attention, all of those cycles by engaging in like, should we hate on this person or not? When in reality, we should just help that person. No matter what that person is doing, it could be somebody who's like, doing such immoral things they have no routine they're not doing anything properly right like they don't go to school they have no purpose they could be so lost but instead of you saying oh look at this loser like and letting him continue on that path why don't you take it upon you to maybe take a step out of your day and help them onto the right path push them in the right direction because they need that influence and so that's kind of what i want the focus of this episode to be is that this content is different we talk about degeneracy and it's such like a contested issue when it really shouldn't be because If we're talking about something being degenerate, we're kind of acknowledging that it's bad. We're just trying to figure out how bad it is. So how about instead of debating how bad it is, we push the person who's doing something that we agree upon that is bad. How about we push that person to start doing good things in their life and developing that purpose? Well, I think it's really interesting
1: that you said the root cause, because that's exactly sort of where we're at and why I feel like we haven't necessarily progressed with a lot of issues other than sort of the immorality and degeneracy of today. And that the way it made me think, as you said, instead of hating on the person, we have to look at the bigger issue. We have built a society up and there was a point where we decided and people sort of started to think that the only really way that they can make money at the end of the day, if they're, if they don't really have any other options, well, they know that they can resort to, you know, like OnlyFans or something like that. And that isn't that person's fault. That's the way that our society, what our society has put emphasis on. We've seen that. We have seen the things we would choose put emphasis on and presume to be more important than actually you know being a moral human and that's like you said it's sort of similar to the idea of the education system we try to fix things within the system but if we don't actually look at how the system is designed we're never going to get anywhere we're going to sort of be stuck in this never-ending loop and so it's the same idea but going back to degeneracy itself I've noticed that not even with careers but more just with the behavior of individuals and especially young adults our age who are in college given this immense amount of freedom so rapidly it's just a split second change that seems almost very overwhelming at times and we often don't know how to act and if you don't i said this before we've talked about this off camera and i've mentioned this on the podcast before but i truly believe that if you don't know who you are going into a new situation example college a brand new transition then you're going to get swept away into the crowd And you're going to, you know, go do things that you wouldn't normally do, but because you don't know who you are, you haven't set up those boundaries or the self-respect with yourself to say no to things. You're going to end up doing things you don't want to do. And then what happens from there is we often make excuses, right, to try and justify our actions because it's hard to be difficult, uh, brutally honest with ourselves about the actions that we're choosing to make instead of saying, oh, I know what I'm doing wrong. We say, oh, but it was just one time or, oh, but this, but that we could there's endless excuses that we can bring up. And it all stems from the issue of failing to set up those boundaries with ourselves and to other people to be able to say no. Oftentimes, we also it it comes from not wanting to hurt other people's feelings by you know saying no or rejection, and that that's also an issue because if you don't understand that it's not selfish to put yourself first, sometimes it's a responsible thing to do. Then oftentimes you're not gonna set up a successful boundary, and you may end up doing things that you didn't want to do in the first place. You and I have both seen. You know, as we've sort of progressed through college, it's been about two months, roughly, um, give or take for both of us on average, we started at different times, but we've seen the behavior of many people from different cultures, you know, in LA, it's very diverse. I've seen people from the East Coast, the West Coast, the Midwest, international, everywhere. I've seen it all. And Ultimately, but it's very interesting that I found that that there's a very common denominator here. And those actions are all the same. People are still pursuing all the same things. I haven't noticed that the actions and behavior of individuals to be all that different. And the priority in which people are putting like the individual order, which people are prioritizing what matters to them also isn't very different. I certainly feel sometimes that you and I at least have been sort of i wouldn't say outcast but more just we're but we're okay being the one person who chooses to say no or are not go out or not do something but I, it's become increasingly more apparent to me that i am that we are sort of those people simply because of the values that we uphold and withhold every day withhold and uphold every day and i've talked to numerous people friends random people who i can hear them making excuses they ask for a solution for a problem but the solution is in the problem that they're asking but oftentimes we don't want to face it and it ultimately stems from setting those beliefs and those values within ourselves to then dictate how we live our lives from then on forward
0: and i want to kind of kind of parlay off of that is that one of the solutions if you talk about how stoics combat degeneracy is be explicit in your values be explicit in being an outcast, be explicit in being stoic. Like I'll use a personal example. You're just talking about like partying and choosing not to and choosing to kind of stick to your routine and stuff. I was invited to a party the other week. I still hadn't lifted for the day. So what I did is I I compromised, right? Because there's nothing wrong with doing those types of things, especially when you're in college. We're coming at this from like a being in college for, like you said, like two months perspective. So this is very apparent to us. There's nothing wrong with engaging in kind of that lifestyle as long as it doesn't disrupt your routine and so that's what the solution is right is encourage others to copy what you're doing encourage others to join you in your routine so that you know you may party but you lifted before you stayed consistent you did your homework you did the things that make you you that make you successful and then you took time to let loose because everybody needs an outlet and so that's exactly what I did if I'm using my personal example And this isn't me like hyping myself up or anything. This seems, just seems relevant to the conversation is it's a Friday night, right? Um, High school, college, even when you're an adult working, Friday night is usually when you go let loose a little bit. I hadn't worked out yet. So what I did is I said, that's fine. I'll go with you guys, but I have to lift first. And the craziest thing happened that they're like, oh, that's cool. Wait, the craziest thing, right? People accommodate you because what you're doing is, you know, it's, it's cool. It's not something that's weird. It's not something that you're going to be judged for, or it's not something you should be judged for. I'm not going to say that people won't judge you for it. I've been judged for before. This example, I wasn't, thankfully. But it's something where if you're judged for it, you're around the wrong people. And if you're around the right people, you won't be judged for it. They'll accommodate. And you'll come to find out that you actually probably can convince those people if they are the right people and they're willing to accommodate. You can convince those people that they should be doing what you're doing. Because people want to emulate success, even people who maybe are on the wrong path right now, the people who kind of have been swept away by a situation and aren't following their routine, they don't know who they are. Every human is wired to want success at some level. And so if they see you being successful at something, they're going to want to emulate it. So as a stoic or as just a person with good morals and good values. The best way to combat degeneracy within your life is don't actively engage with it. Don't try to combat it. Don't try and judge other people, but just do your own thing. And then maybe slowly, piece by piece, try and convince people that that's the right way to conduct themselves. And you're going to win some people over doing that. And it's not something where you need to win everybody over. But if you find a group of like two, three people who you win over, and so you guys You guys just start kind of lifting or doing your own routine. And then maybe you go out on a Friday night. That's not degeneracy. That's just normal human behavior. And it's something that is very easily obtainable within the structure of a stoic life. And something that I think you and I are both doing currently.
1: I think too, also what we've done we've and I I wouldn't say what we've done but what we've realized is how it, it actually truly does impact others while we've certainly faced judgment we've also seen how it can shed a positive light into other people's lives for example the other day I had you know I had someone tell me like thank you for holding me accountable that, that meant a lot to hear that they, they truly thought that I was holding them accountable and simply that stemmed from my I wouldn't have been told that you know about like a year year and a half ago but because I've started to live with the ideology that your friends need somebody to be brutally honest with them. Like someone needs you to be brutally honest with them and tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. People will appreciate that. And if they don't, that means they simply don't understand what you're trying to do. I'm not saying you can't be perfect or, you know, miscommunicate something and it gets taken the wrong way. But ultimately if you are being fully honest with people, even in retrospect, they'll appreciate it. Even if they don't appreciate it now, they'll look back one day and say, wow, I actually appreciate that. It's spreading good. When you, act virtuously you inspire people and that's why we're doing this is because we truly gain so much um it just makes us very very happy and fulfilled to see people inspired by what we've been doing and the messages that we've been pushed in the ways that we've been living and that's sort of the i feel like that's why we chose to talk about the topic of how stoics view degeneracy today is because the being a degenerate doesn't make you a bad person that's not the idea behind it but it simply means. I guess there's a lot of work to be done and people make mistakes all the time. That doesn't make you a bad person. I was telling my friend this the other day, like you've made plenty of mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes. We are not bad people. It becomes, you know, more part of your identity if you make a bad mistake once and then continue to deliberately make that same choice again. But we have to fail in order to learn. So. It's not saying that if you're falling back into what we've labeled as degeneracy, that you become, you know, not worthy of something as somebody else. But it simply means that as a community, we need to uplift each other and hold each other accountable to these standards because we know that, I guess, technically it's subjective. But we believe that it objectively is the morally correct thing to do. We have no shame in voicing our opinion. And you told me this the other day. We have no shame in voicing our opinions anymore. We believe that we have been talking about this for so long reading, researching that we have enough evidence behind our backs to where we can voice our opinions any time of day, anywhere, any place, because we know and we've been practicing it for so long now, even though it's only been, what, like 10 months since we started the podcast, we've been practicing stoicism a little bit before that. But we've been living and thinking about these things for so long that it's not just an emotionally driven view. It's something we've actually questioned, talked to each other about, even disagreed on many times. And yet we still come to a common ground that it is the right thing to do. And I think oftentimes we sort of fall into the bystander, um, the bystander position where we see someone doing something that we know that that isn't best for them, but we simply choose not to speak up because we don't want to seem, you know, like we're overstepping or we don't want to seem rude or we don't want to cause an argument. but it is better to say something and have it turn into like an argument or a disagreement than to not say something at all and allow someone to keep falling down a bad road. That's what we need. We need people to be brutally honest. We need people who are going to tell the truth when you don't want to hear it. That's hard for us at times sometimes. And there's still things we struggle with because we aren't perfect that we hear things we don't want to hear. And we sort of start to push it away anyway, but it is what we need to hear. And if you keep reinforcing that idea enough People are going to start to understand it and you're going to make a difference in your community. It doesn't have to be a large scale movement. It simply has to start with the person next to you. That's all stoicism says is if you can positively influence the person next to you, then they'll do the same thing and it's going to spark that chain reaction. And I think also the last point that I would really like to put emphasis on is that you and I have. And we've talked about this many, many times off camera because it's very, very personal, but I'd like to bring it up is just the idea of struggling through something so hard really makes you not want to fall back and give up. Instead, it's motivated us to be better. A lot of times, especially today, we fall into a victim mentality and it's very easy for us to be the victim and say, why is this happening to me? Instead of how can I move forward with what's happened to me? How can I leverage you know, my wounds, my scars, my even traumas to make me a stronger, better person instead of falling back on that as an excuse for your actions. That's very important. That doesn't even come with degeneracy that comes with everybody. We all make excuses. Sometimes it's very hard to step up and take accountability for our own lives. But when we do
0: that, we become stronger people and we build stronger communities. And the thing that I like most about what you just said is that degeneracy is not like you even being a bad person, it's not you making mistakes. Like if you make a hundred percent, a hundred percent of your day is mistakes, that doesn't make you a degenerate. For me, what makes somebody fall under that degeneracy category, what makes a degenerate life, is somebody who doesn't care. Because if you go to a party, for example, and there's like the party animal who's absolutely wasted, and you talk to them about something important, what's the most common answer you're going to get? Oh, I don't care. I'll take care of it later. Oh, I don't care. Followed by some excuse. And that applies to like any category of somebody who is lost in life. They're going to say they don't care. They're going to make up an excuse like you mentioned. That's the mark of somebody who is on that path. Is somebody who doesn't care that they are on that path. That doesn't care that they're lost. That doesn't care that their life doesn't have purpose. That doesn't care that they may be harming people or doing things that just make life tougher for everybody around them. They don't care because they're purely self-interested. Those are two common lines I draw from that, is that there's a lack of caring and there's a supreme height of just self-interest. And that's what I think stoicism is about, right? Is that we are self-interested because we want to take care of our own home, but that's only so we can go out and take care of our community. That's what stoicism is about, right? Is taking care of everything under the hood so that you can just go out be an absolute rock star and go change other people's lives influence them for the better push them to be purposeful push them to have drive and ambition so many good qualities that our society is really missing nowadays and that's because we have agents of degeneracy that's that's what i call it and that's what i've seen a lot of and i know you mateo have seen a lot of in college is we have a lot of agents of degeneracy people who go around and they're very self-interested they just want to have a good time they don't care you know, they could, you know, have that philosophy, like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And they just do things that only promote their self interest and don't really make any change in the world. If anything, they just bring harm to the world, they don't bring anything positive to the world. And it's a very negative place to be. But we describe the situation as negative, not the person, right? The situation is that's a person of an agent, who's an agent of these kind of degenerate actions, that doesn't mean that person can't change. And that's, That's why as Stoics, we need to work to not kind of view people we view as degenerates as lost causes, but as works in progress. And you mentioned all of this, right? We have to view people as works in progress and we have to be happy when they just make simple progress. And so what it means is that when you go throughout life, when you see somebody who's like, I don't care, when you see somebody who's self-interested, invest in their life because those are the people who need help the most. And those are the people who it's worth taking time to see if you can at least make some sort of change in their life. Because like you said, it's so valuable for both of us. Like we've been through extreme hardships and it's just so tough to see people going through the same stuff that if, if in all possible, like I would, I would put myself through that hardship again so that nobody around me had to, right? And I feel like that's a very stoic view to have. And I think that's something that more of society needs is leaders like that who say, I will absorb all of the harm. If that means that people around me prosper, I think that's the mark of a real man. That's a mark of heightened masculinity. I think that's just the mark of a truly good person. And it's something that I don't do all the time. I will admit it's something that, you know, if there's mistakes that I make, a lot of the times it's centered around that. But that's what we need more of. And that's truly how we combat degeneracy is we kill it with kindness. That's that's realistically how we combat it is we just kill it with kindness and If a person doesn't want to take your advice and they tell you, you know, F off, like I don't want to hear it, so be it. You tried, you gave effort and that's really all you can ask for, right? It's it's not something where you continue to push and push and push because if the reality is, is that people who are kind of living that degenerate lifestyle, they're either going to hear your message and it's going to resonate with them and they're going to try and pull themselves out and they're going to take a step towards it. Or they're going to just say, I don't care. And either way, you're not going to be able to change their initial impression is what I've come to find, especially going throughout college and actually attempting to do this is people, you know, especially in college, like they just met you, people who you're not very familiar with, they're just going to give it a first impression and then they're going to go from there. And so it's not your job to continually push them. It's not your job to kind of single-handedly bring them out of that situation or even you know really correct them criticize or shame them your only job is to make a sincere effort once which i don't think is a hard ask so as you walk through life if you've already gone through college if you're in college if you're going into college you're probably going to notice something in your life especially in america that relates to degeneracy we we see it a lot we were talking just last night about how like most homes in america are missing an aspect a healthy aspect most homes in america experience some level of degeneracy someone in the family is doing something that's terrible and is harmful there, there doesn't seem to be a perfect family anymore if there ever was and so it's something that I think everybody can resonate with and needs to hear is that you're not a victim if you've seen degeneracy but you also can't really be the attacker you can't play the victim card or the attacker card in this situation you have to play the neutral card because the neutral card is the best one, because we get so angry over degeneracy. We get so angry when people target something that you think is like innocent and empowerment, but they say it's degeneracy, you get angry. Something you view as degeneracy comes into your life, you get angry. But in reality, the best course of action to combat this kind of influence in your life is just to give one sincere effort. And if it doesn't work out, then so be it. It's outside of your control. And so that's what I think the Stoics emphasized. Even Epictetus, for lack of quotes in our episode, I'll include an Epictetus quote. When he talks about sex, which is something that really is kind of central to the degeneracy argument within our generation, he talks about how you shouldn't abstain, but you also shouldn't overdo and how you know you should do what's within legal bounds, what's responsible. But at the end of his opinion on sex, he talks about how you shouldn't be an annoyance to others about their sex life. In essence, you should just leave them alone, right? So it's not in our power as Stoics to ultimately judge people. It's just in our power to make their life better and be a good influence. And so if you walk around and you're a good influence, but you live in a generation that promotes degeneracy, that's all you can do. And my advice to you is that you're going to be a good influence and you're going to find other good influences around you. So socialize with them and kind of adapt. Adapt to the lifestyle because you still have to fit in. You can't be somebody who's an outcast 100% of the time, but don't embrace degeneracy. Embrace the good influences and use that group as your connection to the degenerate lifestyle so you can bridge the gap and bring society together once again.
1: And also, i like to add on to that, um, the neutral card idea that you had. I thought that was really good. I would also say, Marcus Rayleigh says a quote. It's about revenge, but it's the same principle where he says the best revenge is to not be like your enemy. So like you said, do not take the, you know, attacker card, but do not play the victim card. You simply must strive to be unlike either. You must be the one who actually, instead of voicing their opinion, they head down, make change, take action. Anybody can talk about it. Anybody can think it. But the margin between talking about it and thinking it and actually doing it completely different. And that's why many people never succeed is because they never actually take action. So it's the idea. I totally agree. We do not need to play the victim. We do not need to complain. We do not need to say, oh, well, this and this X, Y, Z happened to me. But we also don't need to shame people for what they've done. Because what Aurelius also said is he says, before you criticize someone, you know, think about what trait you have that is most similar to what you're about to criticize, basically saying, don't criticize someone of something that you are also guilty of. And so at some point, we have all fell into degeneracy. We have all walk down that road we have all made mistakes so to shame someone for doing the same thing is illogical and it's not a stoic thing to do we don't need to control the people around us we simply need to lead by example lead by action lead by results and we don't need to be arrogant about it we simply need to be humble and let our results do the talking because oftentimes people don't see us in the midst of our process they only see what we've done but that's still inspiring and then once we, once we can get our voices out there, once we have results that we can show people, see who people can see who we are, the progress we've made, then we can start to tell them, no, it's not easy. It's not, it's a process. It's very difficult to undergo, but it is possible. Let me show you how I did it. Let me help you. Let me inspire you. And, you know, th- those are really my last remarks. Ultimately, if I had to summarize one, you know, key takeaway, I would say that the, one thing to take away from this episode is, is that you need to not be afraid to say no. And you need to know what matters to you, even if you don't know who you are. I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. I said, I sometimes feel lost in my path, but never once do I lose sight of what matters to me. I will never lose sight of my values and my morals. I will; Those are the two things that I will never lose. I know I may be very confused. I may not know why I'm here, why I'm doing something, but I always know what is important to me. If you can even just keep your eye on just those two things, you will be far better off than if you were just floating
0: away as a feather in the wind of life. I I don't really have much to add besides that. If I had to do my one takeaway, it would be that in your life, you're going to face difficult circumstances, and degeneracy falls under that. So what do we believe as Stoics when it comes to difficult circumstances? That they're necessary and they're actually beneficial because they build up your character. Because character truly is a measure of how you deal with your behavior, how you live your values, when you're pressured to do things that are opposite to them. And that's exactly what degeneracy is, especially when you get to college, especially when you get to independent life where your parents aren't going to be able to protect you and you have to make your own decisions is that ultimately, you're going to be faced with these hard choices. Do I go along with a crowd who's doing these terrible things that have no moral value, no moral standing, no purpose? Or do I stand out? Do I be an outcast? Do I be somebody who is going to live my values? And you know, I might get criticized for that. But it doesn't matter. And that goes along with what you said, learn to say no, but have a good reason behind it. And all of a sudden, people are going to start viewing your no, as the correct answer, an answer that shouldn't be criticized. I talked to you again last night about how when we walk through life with solid reasoning and desire not to win every argument, but just to have a conversation, we become very likable. We become the person that people want to emulate. And so that's my one takeaway is that if you live your values and you become that likable person, people, whether they're on the wrong path, the right path, the path somewhere in the middle, they're going to want to emulate you. You're going to be the inspiration. And that feels pretty good. So you might see something that angers you, something that you view as not moralistic, and it may anger you in the moment. But think about how if you continue to live your values, how happy and joyous your life will be because you're a continuing source of inspiration to the people around you. So that's my takeaway, is that's the motivation behind it. That's why you shouldn't combat degeneracy, but do it the right way. With that being said, this has been this week's episode from the Gen Z Stoic Podcast. We'll keep mentioning... Be sure to check out our website if you haven't already. Some articles on there, some good groups. We would love to engage with our fans on a more personal level. And I've been your co-host, Ren, And I've been your
1: co-host, Mateo. And we will see you guys next
0: time.